what's going on everybody welcome back to another mcu after show this time we are talking about the first episode of what if peggy carter became captain carter and on the panel we have dion right below me i will never this will never get old, poking him through the panels. Mm -hmm. And we have Paris below that, who I can't reach and is invincible in his Marvel panel over there. So, you know, I just I kind of want to get into this episode because I thought it was really cool. Um, first off, I think the animation was great. But basically, this was a great first episode. It really was because Captain America is a hot topic. He just, you know, he just had his uh, show on uh, Disney Plus with the Winter Soldier. And this is great, man. So in this episode of What If, it's like Steve Rogers does not become Captain America in this alternate timeline or whatever the Watcher story, whatever he's saying. So Steve Rogers gets into the machine, get injected with serum, and somebody assumingly from Hydra sabotages it with a lighter and it explodes and Steve's out of it and there's only so much time left and Howard Stark who some of you may know as Iron Man's father tells Peggy Carter to go ahead and get into this machine she is the only hope she gets in there she gets injected with the super serum becomes a super soldier against the military. The military did not want her to become the super soldier. They wanted her to go and tour in a USO uniform to hype up the troops. And they did not treat her very well after she got injected with the serum. So I thought that was kind of interesting because it showed kind of a timeline of how women may have been treated back then or in the military back then. So I thought that was a great point that Disney brought up in this. But in turn, what Howard Stark does for her is he gives her a modified USO uniform with the shield. And all of a sudden, she is basically right down at that point. She knows that she has to stop Hydra um, from transporting the Tesseract. And that's exactly what she does against military authority. She goes out there. Onto the battlefield uh, with Howard Stark as her only ally. And she goes after that Tesseract. Now, once she recovers that Tesseract, we do kind of learn a little bit about this universe. And we learn that the guy who had the trinket, a.k.a. the Tesseract, was actually Red Skull in disguise. And he wanted to bring the uprising of Hydra and basically either rule the world or destroy the world is basically what he said. Now, mm -hmm. Disney did something really cool in this. Disney and Marvel did something really cool. They used swing music in parts of the scenes to help identify the time period uh, that, that this took place during fighting. It sped up the fighting scenes so they could fit into a half hour kind of cartoon show. And they also showed the strength of uh, Captain Carter um, when she's destroying the Hydra vehicles with her shield and she's jumping and 
all of this action is taking place and it's just fantastic music and constant action. Now, PK, you brought up a very good point in this episode that we are about to get into with this Tesseract. Yeah, so, I, thought it was, I thought it was super interesting. I, uh, because um, with that Tesseract, right, um, Howard Stark is a super genius, right? Specifically in that time period for show. He went to work. He said, I know what to do with this. This was dope. So he's just... He went to work and he built this armor. And what do you call it? He called it the the uh, hydro stomper. stomper. Yep. And guess who piloted that? Since Steve Rogers wasn't uh, the super soldier, he jumped in the hydro stomper and became the first Iron Man. And I thought that was significant, but awesome. And it still shows the close relationship that steve rogers and iron man has even in this weird scenario right they still have this complex relationship even in this timeline which is now altered i don't know what 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 do you think about that uh hydra stomper there paris um it was dope i like it i liked it for sure um i like how they did the throwback iron man with it the, the old school sort of like back in the 60s comics iron man um uh, probably even or, i don't know i think yeah 60s i would say right um uh, iron man alf- uh, 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 outfits that, that he has the old school sort of heavy heavy ones but one thing about the uh the hydra stomper is that you could tell sort of like you know all the work was doing done by captain uh, carter and they wanted to celebrate the hydra stomper right they're like, oh, the Hydra Stomper this, the Hydra Stomper that, right? They, they're like, Captain who, right? So um, I'm, I'm glad that she, they, they, she was able to overcome sort of the discussions when they, you know, they were ta- saying that she doesn't belong in this room. And then they, she flipped it on them. You don't even belong in this room. That gave me some chills. I was like, oh, oh, oh yes, mm. let's go. Let's go. Not needing another man to uh, step up and uh, uh, uh take charge and, and own that situation. She was able to do it, which I loved uh, in the show. So, yeah. Um, so PK, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the whole mission and stuff like that, um, you know, the train was sabotaged. Um, there was a trap to get the Tesseracts, you know, Peggy Carter, um, you know, she was in the war room and stuff like that. You know what, what I just talked about. And they were just like, you know, dissing her and all that stuff told her to leave the room um i'm just so happy that they showed sort of her uh ability to get things done like she took charge of those of that entire sort of mission right right? Mm -hmm. um and then um some of the other things that that was going on as far as like that goes and i want i want to jump back to you pk just for you to answer this question as far as like when you saw that the train scene right um, what did you what did you think about that? Okay, you know, I, uh, the the hydro stomper falls into the into the oblivion. What what was your first thoughts? What where what did you think about that? Uh, well, you know, watching the original movie, uh, the first Avenger, I thought about Bucky. Like, okay. what what what's the deal? Is this is this um, uh, Steve Rogers transitioning into a different? Is he going to survive this, or is this the end? You know, I'm. Mm-hmm. Very curious about how this was going to play out because it's similar 
right? right. Um, you know, Steve and, and, and Captain Carter have a very close relationship. Matter of fact, she, he is the reason why she has the confidence to push forward. Mm-hmm. It's him who is Steve, even without the super serum, was still able to inspire the new super soldier, the new Captain Carter. This it also shows his tenacity. This guy, through weird time scenarios, still able to push people and inspire people to become better than themselves, and mm-hmm. to see or, or feel like we're losing him. It's like the safety net was snuck, snatched <laughs> right out from under us. Right, we didn't know what's going to happen, and you know you hear these scenarios. Oh, the Hydra stuff is invincible. Well, Steve isn't. Right. Yeah. He's like a uh, 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 100 pounds wet. Right. He's just a small dude inside this this machine. So I don't know, man. I, it was a little weirded out because I didn't know how this is going to play out. Right. So, yeah. So for me, it was it was kind of scary, especially because they didn't get nothing done. It was just it was a trap altogether. Right. And <laughs> and. We turn we we find out why it was a trap to lure them in to get the tesseract back, right? right. So, you know that's that's how I felt about it. How I looked it out. What what about you on the next scene when, uh, you know, during the final act of this, you know, when we get into the climax of the show, and right. you see Red Skull powering us up. I didn't know what to expect. What what was you thinking about on that aspect on that machine? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that goes back to the point where we we're saying that uh, Carlo was talking about, like he wants to, you know, destroy the world, right? Regardless of what the outcome is. So he was already hell bent on destroying the, the world. Um, he didn't care about anything but, you know, trying to do whatever he needed to do to 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 do that, and, and you know, releasing the annihilator. Annihilator. <laughs> I gotta be able to spit that word out. I can't believe I, I always choke up on that word. Annihilator, right? Uh, but unfortunately, well, fortunately, he gets squashed. He gets, he gets, I was, I was like, I thought he was going to just get sucked in, like, you know, how he got sucked into the Tesseracts. And, but he, he gets, he gets squashed. And Carlo, so like, what, what did you think about the, those scenes? Like, you know, the whole, after, you know, they, they prevent it, she jumps through, pushes the, 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 uh, the creature back into the portal. What, what, like, what were your initial thoughts after that? Like the surprise sort of like she's gone. And then, you know, after that, you know, when they come, when they, when they cut to that last scene um, of her coming back 70 years later, what were your thoughts? I I kind of figured that it'd be like the reversal role of where Steve Rogers was when he was frozen for so long and mm-hmm. he wakes up and he's like, Hey, where is, you know, Peggy Carter? And, and it was like the reverse role here. And I think, you know, Marvel wanted to show us that regardless of the universe or the timeline, um, both of them have a kind of special relationship um, romantically uh, throughout some scenes as well. But what I really thought was interesting is that when she pushed the creature back through the through the portal, right, Red Skull also went through that portal. So is he really dead or is he somewhere else now in the multiverse <laughs> You know, just <laughs> floating in space, being like, what happened to my world annihilator? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Peggy Carter comes out of that. And 
Nick Fury kind of like recognizes her. And it was just very interesting to see that she comes face to face with Nick Fury. And she's like, hey, where, where, where's Steve? Where's, where's Steve Rogers? And he's like, that war ended 70 years ago. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. you know, and, and then you bring up some great points, Paris, and I want you to talk about them yeah. as well. But, you know, it kind of really for us as consumers and Marvel fans, the story sort of ends there. But there's still more to talk about in this episode. So what did you think about, uh, you know, them never really, Steve and Peggy never really getting to make a promise happen and the watcher and what the watcher said? <laughs> they almost got that kiss. They almost got that kiss. Stark had to mess it up. It's always a Stark messing something up, right? Always a Stark messing something up. <laughs> um uh yeah it it was it's interesting right because you know they they kind of ended it right there they don't really tell we don't know what happened to steve yet you know because is steve you know did they get some more super soldiers or and, and put it in him right um or did they do it to bucky right we don't know like we did they create a super soldier team to 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 help defeat whatever's after red skull you know um just because red skull um got killed that doesn't mean like the war was over because hitler was still doing his thing right um and all that stuff so uh it's it's a, a big question mark right what if so that's what leads us into the next episode which where everyone is excited for to see uh you know t'challa r.i.p uh, chadwick bossman um uh voicing this uh voicing this uh, black Panther character in this uh in this next episode but um yeah um the watcher right his his thing was like i watch everything and tell all these stories i will not interfere you know sort of thing but it's like does he have the power to interfere if he wanted to but he did he did say i cannot but then he then it was like sort of this weird twist sort of thing right maybe you know i don't know the comics always have done weird things with the watcher so I, I'm just going to expect something weird here, too, um, that uh, drives us uh, into this entire wonderful series that we're watching. Um, as we're going through this, um, what did you guys think about this episode? Um, PK, I'll let you go first and um, you know, give us your star rating. See, so before I do that, I want to just point out something, dude. I want to mm -hmm. say I don't know for sure, but it looks like that was Shumagora that was the creature coming through the portal though mm. I could, we can't really tell because we didn't see the whole base but the tentacles look familiar and if that's the case is that a hint that this also could exist in a doctor strange movie going forward mm -hmm. um outside of that i think the movie uh, i think the show was solid i really liked the animation the action was on it felt like the pacing was so good it didn't stop, you know what I mean? For for it to be such a short episode, uh, it felt like a lot happened. It felt like you you watched the entire movie or something because it was so much that was happening each scene. I felt the pacing was really good and they did touch on all the, the lessons learned and the situations they wanted to point out and pull together. Like I said, they showed that... Uh, Captain America, his 
his ability to inspire transition through time, space, and reality, you know, mm. and able to empower other people, even without powers, the, the ability that regardless of him not having power, he will find a way to make a difference, you know, and showing that with that inspiration gave Captain Carter the courage to stand up and be who she knew she could be, right? To be able to take that mantle and push the agenda forward, to show that she is more than capable of leading and, and being the symbol. Um, you know, uh, the animation showing how strong she was, you know, like I said, it, I, I said this before, you know, I feel like this, this kind of makes me sad because we didn't truly get a Captain America TV show on the side that kind of sh showcases, you know, his adventures. I mean, we got taste of it in the movies, but it would have been nice mm -hmm. to have like his own show. Overall, I think, it, you know, for me, it's four out of five. 4.5 out of 5. That's that's how I view this. It was solid nice. all the way around. Very good animation, good storytelling, good uh, pacing, um, good job pointing out certain references to, to show relevance, even though it's a different uh, reality. Right. Right. Nice, and, nice. And, Carlo, and, and, what did you think? I, I would just say one more thing. It's uh, their deviance. <laughs> um you know i gotta say on this i i i really enjoyed this episode and i think there's a lot of important points here and i think it was almost like i mean it was like disney and marvel finally collided on something right because the characters were very disney-esque like and even the romantic scene uh between captain carter and steve rogers that almost happened and howard stark at the window reminded me kind of like of a disney movie it was like that kind of like fun romantical moment the musical score was excellent just like any other disney movie out there so i want to give this a five out of five because i think that they could have really if they wanted to they could have made this a lot longer and turned this into a what if movie i think the animation is excellent the voice acting was on point it, it it stressed the point that you know females are just as capable as men in the military and they can lead and take charge it doesn't always have to be you know a, a superhero guy and i think that's very important for a lot of people um to relate to you know paris what you know what did you think on this um Let's just say I give it a five out of five. Let's just start there. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what it is with me giving perfect scores, but um, uh, for this episode, the way that it started off, like it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm hip to this. And the pace, like the action, there wasn't so, there wasn't really too much random things going on. It was boom, 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 boom. Let's get to the action. Let's get to, you know, to the end sort of thing. But it was, it kept me, engaged and the animation was off the chain the explosions the the you know people getting hit you know captain carter throwing the shield and you know she she doing all sorts of amazing things with it um i'm trying to curious to know how much training she actually had but <laughs> other than that um other than that that was great it was great um there was a whole bunch of i understood that reference you know when 
when she pulled Bucky up and he was like, I almost lost my arm. <laughs> he almost tore my arm off. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, there was all sorts of like little references and Easter eggs within the episode that tied to um, other things that we've seen in the MCU movies and other uh, shows. So I'm, I'm just so happy that they're able to tell this story. And it's just sort of like, what if, like, I love it. You know, it's a, t it's a different sort of take on what uh, Marvel has done at, for all their other movies and stuff like that. And, and, and I'm glad they're doing it because like, let's just say um, in this, <clears throat> in this series cap, Captain America, Steve Rogers doesn't die. He actually gets the super soldier serum and he shows up later and you've got Sharon Carter and uh, Captain America. And I, you know, in our, in our Facebook group, I was like, what if they did a movie like, you know, Captain America and a Sharon Carter movie and just add, you know, you know, Falcon and, and Bucky and, you know, you know, for the, uh, for the comic relief and stuff like that, that could work and it would probably make a billion dollars. So Marvel studios, um, that, if, if you're not thinking about it, it doesn't even have to be tied into the current MCU timeline, right? Maybe they just do just a random what if sort of scenario and call it the captains or something like that. You got Falcon and or Captain America, Sam Rogers. You got, you know, all the, you can just do all these folks and then, you know, you get it, get the, get the perfect mix of uh, uh, evildoers out there. There's, hundreds to choose from the, within the Marvel comic books that everybody's sort of like, hey, who's next? You know, there's a whole ton of them that they could use uh, for something like that. But um, yeah, the show was great. I love it. Um, hopefully uh, uh, they keep it up with this next episode. Everybody's keeping their fingers crossed because this is um, uh, unfortunately RP uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman's last sort of voice acting uh, uh, movie or show that he's been in i think it's his, it was his last performance i'm i'm not sure on the timelines on when he did all the other stuff that that recently came out but um yeah it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting and i can't wait to uh, see the next episode on disney plus so go check it out absolutely well you know uh next episode on disney plus does air tomorrow what if episode two which uh, we're all looking forward to, obviously. So hopefully we'll get a show out sooner so you guys can see our review, our thoughts. But, you know, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Peace.